Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 358. I'm Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts, and this is your guide to the geek side. I'm joined by Charlie Carden from beautiful Woo! Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan. Oh my God, this is uh, 100% the SFU free-for-all. It's the death match uh, where we're slugging it out with four of us. Oh my God. Wait, what? I don't, uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> You There's no death in yeah. This is this is not trident or anything. This is not the Hunger Games. No, but oh, okay. we are joined <laughs> by uh, uh, two members, uh, additional members of the Secret Friends Unite podcast tonight. Uh, our Canardian, Mr. Mark Carabin. How you doing, bud? I am great. Very excited to be part of this. I'm this wearing our shirt, Mark. I'm squad. wearing our shirt. Woo. I'm wearing. I'm representing the Star Wars stuff too. Not not us specifically, but some right. uh, some men. Right, right. <laughs> fair, fair. I got. I say I got uh, my Marvel love going on here. Oh yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Spider Gwen, Ghost Twitter. Spider, Spider Gwen okay. hoodie. Yep. Whatever she calls right. herself these days. Uh, yeah, Spider. join. Uh, <laughs> and then Katie Quinn Pearson. How are you, Hi. Katie? I am a lot better than I was earlier this week. I am yes. currently getting over COVID, so oh, that God. was super fun. Yes, finally got Damn. it. Rough. Yikes! Yeah, it was rough, but doing much better now. So I am very happy to be here. Excellent. Awesome. Well, it's good. Yeah, we, we rarely have a foursome, but we thought this would be a lot of fun. This is kind of our uh, Friendies Awards. This is our show is all going to be about the best, worst, most exciting of 2021 in all things movies, TV. Uh, we call it the potpourri segment and also the news. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are actually going to give Madam Web another week off. You know, she's it's well deserved. Uh, she actually uh, developed a, a, a sad case of the, I believe she called it the Ohio crotch crickets. So she's out for another that week. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. You know, and she's going to recover. We give her too much time off, she may never come back, and she may just be dead. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, she died of a broken heart. Oh, yes. fair, um, yeah, fair. Yeah, so. Or she that, just though, got sick of Charlie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. You know what? You always got to make it personal. That's rough. It's about, I'll take it. It's okay. I'm sure I deserve it. Yeah, well, we will pivot, though, to a cover that also graces the same number of this episode, and that is Adventure Comics number 358. And the fun part about this comic is uh, we've got Superboy plays the most dangerous game of his life when he is stalked by the Hunter. This is when Adventure Comics was covering the Legion of Superheroes, which Superboy was a member of. And the cover is graced with the Hunter. When I looked, this is July 1967 post Craven the Hunter in 1964. So we get this odd-looking man. Not, who... I, I, I'm going to jump in and say here, if you will, this is not only Craven the Hunter, but we've also got elements of Happy Hogan and Nick Fury with that eye patch. And Deathstroke. This was yeah. absolutely wholesale yeah. DC ripoff. It's like, guys, come on. It's not necessary to, to take it that far. <laughs> Yeah, when was the last time we had like a gun on the cover of like like an actual gun on the cover of a comic? It's been a while, like a realistic gun. Right in there, like, and he's aiming for a neck shot too, which is just brutal. Right. Also, I just I want to know how many perspectives they have going on in this particular image because the gun is on one plane of existence, <laughs> he's on another plane of existence, the ground is on a different plane of existence, like. <laughs> 
It is. It, re- it is it wild. Absolutely <laughs> reminds me of this. Is always the point to make about the old Star Trek. Anytime they beam down to a planet, it's the same. Like all styrofoam rocks, and it's nine different light sources because they're on a soundstage. It's like, and there's that mm-hmm. weird humming in the background. So this really reminds me. This is like a Star Trek planet for Superboy. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I sp- I spoiled myself on the plot. But my man, oh man, this is a good one. So check it out <laughs> by all means. Oh, oh my god! Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! Yeah, it's only twelve cents, guys. It's a it's a bargain of a story. Twelve cents, man. Thirty two pages. All oh the goodness. action. All the action. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. So that is it for our cover. And if you're watching the YouTube version, you will actually see that cover as we speak. So uh, you're in for a wild ride with that. Um, but with that, we need to check in to the Geek Easy, our favorite geek establishment for our libation and nerdoration. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poor, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, uh, you know, this is what we've been watching or reading. And uh, let's see, Katie, what are you bringing to the table? Um, I am super excited because I finally started the final season of Clone Wars. Uh, I've been going through, re-going through that. I just kind of got myself hooked watching Rebels. Now I'm going Clone Wars. So I'm just going down that. Um and that means I'm going to be going into Bad Batch next. Super stoked about that. Um, and then I'm continuing my obsession with, I know, Charlie, I already saw it. I'm really excited to talk <laughs> about that later. <laughs> I mean, Bad Batch is very 50-50 for me. I'm sorry. And, and Mark and I, we already did our group therapy while the show was on, so it's okay. <laughs> um, but then I'm also reading the 2021 uh, run of uh, America Chavez. So I'm taking advantage of my ongoing Marvel Unlimited subscription that I started a month ago. And that's a character I don't know much about, uh, America Chavez. So is there like an overview? Can you give us an overview really quick? Um, She is uh, an interdimensional uh, gal who can punch and kick super strength uh, flight. She can make stars that are dimensional portals that go to different dimensions. And so she can like teleport people around if you walk through it. Um, so yeah, she's just basically an ass kicking badass. That is, uh, yeah, and I got a little taste of that you were the one who gave me the nudge about the Young Avengers, and she's mm-hmm. what was that the 2013 run that you've had? Me yeah, it was the uh, more yep. recent version. Before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, yeah, and she's in there. Yeah, she's tight, and we're gonna see her in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness this spring. So everybody will know her name. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie, when you said that, like, she's a interplanetary ass kicking girl, I thought of, like, Schoolhouse Rock with interplanetary Janet. She's a galaxy girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my. Wow. Zing. Holy cow. Deep cut. Yeah. Well, very cool. Very cool. And, Mark, uh, we were actually, you were Twitch streaming last night. I was following along, playing with you, and you brought up the fact that uh, this movie has been your life. Just, just basically on repeat. Uh, when you find something that a one-year-old likes, uh, <laughs> you, you stick to it. So yes. uh, Finn, Finn has fallen absolutely in love with Encanto. And uh, luckily, compared to some of the shows and things that he, he has liked in the past, this is actually phenomenal. So like one of my favorite Disney movies sure. in a long time, one of my favorite movies of the year, I think. We'll see that later. Um, but ain't been and Canto's on uh, Disney Plus. It's it's a great like story, little little superhero vibe with a family with uh, magical, mystical, amazing powers, and then one person who's not. It's played by uh, by Rosa Diaz uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not uh, know that. Yeah. Oh, What's yeah. her name? Uh, 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 Beatrice Potter. Steph- What's her Stephanie name? Beatrice. Stephanie Beatrice. God, I love her. Phenomenal. She's, yeah. uh, she's Absolutely fantastic. Phenomenal. There's, there's one moment that I was like, oh, there's her Diaz voice. Because like she does a completely other voice. I was going to say very right. yeah, less, less uh, edgy and punchy yeah right <laughs> right, right. One moment she kind of like she gets frustrated and you can hear like the lower register diaz that she does um and but anyway this, this is a, a great movie and it's uh i've seen it many times uh including again tonight so that's uh it's it's, good though. it's, it's really good i am absolutely absolutely reminded mark of my experience with all three of my sons uh, with Thomas the Tank Engine at that exact same age, I don't know how they discovered it all in the same way. It started with my son Noah, he's now 21, then spilled over to my son Jackson, he's 16, and then my late son Parker, uh, who was would be four, would be 15 now, my God. Uh, all the adoration of Thomas the Tank Engine, uh, at first voiced by the great Ringo Starr, later than Alec Baldwin. Just a weird sensation. George but Carlin. Yeah, George, but I would say I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Encanto very much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Wiggles for my son, which I think mm-hmm. you get. No, you were getting a little yeah, bit of Wiggles. We got, we got a little bit into the Wiggles. Yeah, and, I, I, and I, I, and so did I. Favorite. Yeah, definitely uh, Wiggles and Bob Builder. Uh, I had that with 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 Noah, my oldest son, for sure. All right, swiper, no swiping. That's all swiper, I'll say. No too. swiping. You got it. <laughs> okay, Charlie, you are in deep into these weird oh. like. Modern soap operas that are essentially this is like Dallas. Oh my god! Dallas, oh my god! Modern Dallas. And I gotta tell you, I, I might be paying the price because I sent my wife upstairs, absolutely furious when we had to do this recording because we ended a season three, led into season four, which just concluded of Yellowstone. Oh my god! At the end of season three. It was a blowout. The entire family was assaulted. People were, you know, looking. You didn't know if people lived or died. Um, But anyway, Yellowstone is about this. Basically, yes, Todd said it right. It's Dallas, but it's set in Montana. It's set around ranchers, uh, and it is eminently more violent than than Dallas ever was. Uh, there there are def- different crisscrosses, and Kevin Cosner is the matriarch of this, or the matriarch, patriarch. No, there's no matriarch. Uh, the patriarch of this family, and so many dirty, dirty, you know, dirty dealings and this and that going back and forth, but it is gripping, absolutely gripping. It's also spawned its way uh, to a prequel series called 1883, which I talked about in our last episode, uh, which uh, stars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. But th- it's absolutely ro- it's just rocking your socks off. If you watch it, you will get sucked in. Uh, it's over on Peacock right now. We did have to transition over to the Paramount Plus app, which I hope is going to be covered because I know it's one of those that it's a cable net and we don't have cable. So I hope we don't watch the first episode and they're like, oh, you're screwed. Sorry, you can't watch the rest. Then I'll it's have a to vi- it's it. a vi- It's owned by Viacom. So I it's, know, but, it's yeah. but why the hell isn't it on Paramount Plus? That's what I that's what I want to know. Must why be a previous deal. Plus? Probably before that, Paramount Plus came out. My deal. That's yeah. completely mm-hmm. ridiculous. But regardless, so, we're we're crazy about that. We just so when we finish here. Then we got, if we don't watch the rest of that first episode, I might be key for a divorce by the morning because my wife will kill me. Because it's just that, like, because everybody was in peril at the end of that last episode. Then we watched the first five minutes, and now I'm here with you guys. So, so how many of the people, how many people in Yellowstone were actually at the Capitol on January 6th? That's all I got to ask. Uh, absolutely. That, that's why there was a lag in production. 
because they, they were they were all there with Q Shaman. Sorry, <laughs> you're, you're completely blowing my mind on this. I thought this was a Yogi Bear spinoff. Oh, <laughs> it makes sense. Is, no, it makes. I sense. might be interested yeah, okay. in it if it was a Yogi Bear spinoff. Yeah, Journey, I don't know, I, 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 stuff to watch with Finn. This I is, I think say, you're, you're changing I want, my mind. Is it? I absolutely <laughs> tell you that in the first episode you do see. Uh, Yogi Bear and Boo Boo, and they both get shot in the head immediately, dragged off and skinned. And so gutted. definitely don't watch it with Finn. Yeah, I yeah, would no, not definitely do that. don't watch it with Finn. Yeah, you know my, <laughs> dad, my when when I was a kid, my dad went hunting in Montana, and uh, that that was my breath of the experience uh, that I that I uh, that I remember. So yeah, definitely don't watch it with kids. So okay. they stole the wrong picnic okay. basket. They yeah. sure, and, and they sure, and then they got they got two behind the ear from Kevin Costner. It's rough. Um, secondly, and I know uh, I know Katie's going to have some thoughts about this, and we're going to be talking about this on the next episode of Code Forty Seven, not this week, but the, the next time we publish, is that Star Trek uh, Prodigy is back. Uh, Katie, did you watch this week's episode yet? Uh, no, I am putting off watching them. I'm just going to binge them all. In just one really rough day before our episode. <laughs> you are reminding me of what it was like for my, my ex-cohorts, uh, Rich and Aaron, uh, getting through Lower Decks cause the, season two because they really hated it. And I was I was kind of willy-nilly on it, but I, I, I may watch it again with a fresh set of eyes. Um, but this episode was absolutely delightful. It really was. Um, you got a lot. You uh, you got a holodeck program that gave you some beautiful cameos of previous Trek characters, and it was and, and it set up uh, the remaining four episodes of the season uh, for what we've been promised all along, which is a continuation of the Star Trek Voyager story. Uh, so, Katie, watch it like immediately. I would say this is the redemption episode. If you and, what, and episode. what episode? What episode is this? I'm just curious at how long. Number six. This is number six. So I have to have I have to tolerate Dale for six episodes before he's not well, a total rube. I thought you had you had at least watched one or two. I assume because the first two episodes I, had, well, I got through it. four, and then I was I, I think that was all that was out when well, I was watching it. You can suffer through one more, and then you can watch this one. It'll be a, it'll be an absolute. Joke. No, my problem is now I have to go those. because of my ADHD. I have to go back and rewatch the first four so I can remember oh, what was going on. <laughs> Well, you know, but again, that's where that's where Memory Alpha comes in. You can look at that. But uh, regardless, this was really worth it, I would absolutely say. And Mark, if I'm not mistaken, I think you still owe me an episode of Lower Decks. Didn't we talk about that? Yeah, it sounds really enticing with uh, ah! to chug your way through it. And no, it's a different show, Mark. This is I, a different one. Yeah. I love Lower Decks. Oh, well, I think Lower you know Decks what? is fantastic. And I, I really need to go because, again, I, you know, in, in, in part in company with Rich and Aaron, uh, I, I, they really dislike Lower Decks. I was, in some ways, I was kind of going with the flow. I might need to watch it again. Um, I, I would say I'm the opposite. Stream. I like the idea should... of Prodigy better. I just hate the main character so far. But I think oh, yes. Lower Decks, yeah. Mark, if you like Family Guy humor with, with your Star Wars, Star Trek, that's 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 Lower Decks. Uh, Prodigy is more like a kid's show, which I'm enjoying. True. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that kid, that, that the main character. I'm on episode three. Dahl, I just that. Dahl, he's the, horrible. The guy. Oh. Yeah, he, he's up, no, he's, the upper deckers. Yeah, he is like. Uh, <laughs> he's basically like uh, who was the kid from Aladdin? What was his name? Aladdin. Uh, <laughs> that was better than him. Yeah, oh, he yeah. was. He, 
He's an absolutely obnoxious version of Aladdin. Plus, oh, Ezra, sure. plus Ezra from Rebels, even more annoying. He's just he's he's kind of a scammer, you know, just, just a total dipshit. But this episode that, was that great. doesn't bother me. But I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, yeah. I won't get into it right now. I will save yeah, right. all of my all of my. Well, daily. if he gets better, Charlie, if he, you're saying he's improving <laughs> as a character, yeah. This was, yeah, I, I would say watch this episode if you've not seen it at all, uh, because it not only provides a little redemption for Dahl as a character, uh, we were talking about this on Code 47 today, uh, which will be out by the time you're listening to this, um, provides a little redemption for him, but also, like I said, tees things up um, with why the protostar, the ship that they're on, why they stumbled upon it and what's going on with that. Because it's very weird that this brand new top of the line uh, prototype starship it was on a rock in the Delta Quadrant, you know, 80,000 light years from the Federation. This explains that a little bit. So it's it's a key episode. I would highly recommend watching it. So, but anyway, I won't spoil anymore. Watch, watch it. Please watch it. And that's all I got, Todd. Back to you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, my volume went out for a second there, so let me bring back the flow because it disappeared for a second. Um, all right. So for me, I finally finished Matrix Resurrections. Um, I know we talked about a little bit before. Um, it took me about two days because it's a long movie. It's two and a half hours. I will say it's not a great movie. Um, that's indisputable. I don't think anybody feels that way. But once again, if you didn't like The Matrix, Charlie... This is not a movie for you at all. Because it's almost like okay. saying, oh, yeah, you don't okay. like the first okay. Star Wars, three Star Wars? Watch the okay. fourth Star Wars. <laughs> but tell me somebody who loves The Matrix. I've, I've met one person so far who said they who was a Matrix fan. Who no, said there's – well, but I've gone further. I've seen what's out there. Some people do like it. Some people mm-hmm. don't. It's 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 like sixty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So even like the critics, it's split there as well. So okay. Charlie, you're okay. just look, you're just looking for people to hate the Matrix because you hate the Matrix. So I'm looking it's, for people to kind of like enjoy the Matrix and say, that, did you like this or not hate that this? Hard to find with that you know thirty four percent that hate it right now. So that's that's not a bad number. Yeah. So uh, so I will say this: it is an unnecessary movie. Um, it is doing some interesting things that work sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I liked, I liked the Neil Patrick Harris character. I thought he was Agreed. charming. I agree. And I liked the, the pivot on that. Um, the fact that they could not get agent, you know, agent Smith back. That was a little weird. You go, we've been wanting nothing to do with this. Um, they did I play on why. the whole, and they, I mean, mm-hmm. they came out right and said, you know, Oh, WB wants a sequel. I mean, that's right there in their face. Um, mm-hmm. But it was in the, the position of a video game. So that's what they were going to do versus a movie. Cause in this world of the matrix, it was a video game rather than a movie series. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the biggest problem for me was, uh, what made the matrix special was it's innovative special effects along with it's embracing of martial arts, like the wire work. There was little to no martial arts in this movie. It's like they just said, oh, we don't want to do that. And it's like, well, why not? That's what made it unique and different at the time. I didn't think they brought anything new to the table with a visual sense. I think they even said they removed like the green like filter or whatever it had for the first movie, which kind of gave it. Some, and then the music was essentially ineffective. So once again, it's missing a lot of those key things, what I thought was really made the Matrix right. And it's funny. They even did a cover of the Rage Against the Machine song from the end. Oh. They did a cover of that. So I'm like, so, what are they doing? So 
like I said, I, there were some touchstones I liked. It's like a guilty pleasure. Certain things that remind me of why I like the Matrix. Some things that did not work, and, and it's like a pale comparison. But once again, it's not like, and I will say this, Keanu Reeves, man, I don't know how, how he's acting in this film, but it was like he was barely acting. It was just bad. I mean, he was so he was reacting. It maybe. was kind of like that, but you, I, I think nobody really wanted to be there except for maybe Keanu and <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss, maybe. And always, I think some of the younger actors. It is always like so some, evident in a movie when people don't want to be there. They're like, <laughs> and I liked, and I liked some of the new actors. I thought, uh, I thought they did a good job um, in regards to what they were given. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's a movie, but it's like it's not a, a horror. Like it fell apart, or it it did its job. But I, like I said, it just it was trying to recreate the same thing, so it really wasn't special at all. So, but but it wasn't like oh, it was horrible because you could see the, the the beam. So I think a lot of people are overreacting. It's like it's it is what it is. It's a you know, it's, it's an over it's an overreacting world that we live in when it comes to our entertainment. These absolutely, days. I would, I, I would yes. agree. I would agree. Yes, Charlie, I know you loved overreacting to it too. <laughs> Ah, it's the worst thing in the world. Oh my god. Uh, I know. Oh well. I, I couldn't oh, well. I couldn't even say I ruined my childhood because I would as I was an adult. You didn't I like the Matrix it, so. in the first place, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so lastly, um I watched something really fun. I don't know if the rest of you had watched it. Uh, it's called Death to 2021 on Netflix. It's a sequel to Death to 2020, which is basically a comedic take on pundits who are actors. Uh, looking back on the events of 2021, uh, Lawrence Fishburne actually did the narration. Uh, oh you got um, Hugh, uh, uh, he, oh, the British actor Hugh Grant. Hugh Laurie? Hugh, Hugh no, Grant. Hugh Grant uh, in old man makeup being like this white old British guy. You had Tracy Ullman in makeup being like a Fox News pundit. You had other people showing up as like, the different elements of it. And they interviewed them as they went through the, the, the timing of the year, very well written, very funny. I'd highly recommending watching this and 2020 just because it's just a, did that really happen? And it was just the dramatization of things. It was very well done. So it's like an hour long. We had a, we had a blast with it. Oh my God. And that's on Netflix. You said that sounds like fun. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's really, really, yeah. really fun. Yeah. I think, and Hugh Grant was playing the same character that he did in 2021, which it, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah, and surprisingly, a lot of the same things happened in 2021 that happened in 2020. Who knew? <laughs> oh, wow. Hmm. You know, fascinating. <laughs> yes. Well, oh, that is goodness. it for the uh, Geek Easy. So now we're going to head over to our favorite destination for mutants and the vaccinated, and that's the Thunderdome. Welcome to another edition of Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or game to be entertained. And this week we are doing our look back and our awards for the best of and the most notorious of 2021. This is the Friendies. It's the seventh. Friendies. Award for Outstanding Achievement in Now let's check in with our hosts this year, Katie Quinn Pershin, Mock the Canardian and Caravan, Charlie Carden, and Todd Oxtra. And let's see what made 2021 a surprise and a disappointment. Enjoy. So the first category would say it's news stories of the year, the things that made or made us sad for the year of 2021. So Katie, did you have something that really made your year in news stories this year? 
Um, I would say when they released like the next iteration of uh, the Disney Plus series, which involved Ironheart, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. So all my ladies are getting their dues and I am so here for, especially when I heard Riri Williams was going to be coming into the Marvel Universe. I'm going to be on it. I was, I may have shed a tear. I was so very excited because her comics got canceled far too soon and like, She's there is there is a collectible. I'm not a huge statue collectible fan, but there was one collectible that I saw, which was a statue of her like taking off and she had her helmet off. So she had her awesome hair and it was like $80. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And I still to this day think about that statue. And that Mm. was like two years ago, possibly more because I I should probably it was probably like five years ago because I think it was whenever her comics came out. It was on a the geek the one that used to be that's now owned by GameStop. Think oh, Geek. Yeah. If you guys can geek. when yeah. Think Geek was a thing, yeah. it was a Think Geek exclusive and I almost got it and I didn't and I regret it still to this day. So her well, coming in, very excited. Yeah. Don't worry, there's always eBay, but you, it, you just might have to hold your breath or hold your nose. Well, and it's also, it's a lot more than $80 now, because I have Holy looked. Sure. <laughs> oh, yep. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, once that drops and she's out in the zeitgeist, you're going to see more merch. That, yes, that could, that which could will be phenomenal. E- I'm very, very excited about that. Very easily be reissued, so I, I would not fret. It could definitely come around again, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mark, yeah. what's your story? Uh, well, I, I, I was seeing what you guys were excited to talk about, so I figured I'd, I'd spin it to something else. But really, <laughs> like the MCU stuff was really like Moon Knight and like all the stuff that Katie already just talked about. So um, I'm not going to touch on that. Um, I I will say I was very excited to see the Snyder Cut finally released just because it shows that sometimes, sometimes – these these big corporations, these big companies, listen to fans and gonna give give people what they want. With these, like you always see, uh, you know, campaigns and hashtags and like uh, change dot org or whatever. You know, like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, all where those, does it go? Like, what does this goes, mean anything? I was saying, Mark, and, it goes it goes right as I you and I both love the Weekly Planet. It's the Aussie say it goes right in the bin, mate. That's it, right? And it, it's so like to to see this actually become a thing, I thought was really neat. And you can think whatever you want about the movie. I I enjoyed it for what it was, and and I think part of that was like the novelty of like holy crap! Like they just let them go bananas on this and release a friggin' four hour movie or whatever it ended up being. And it was like, great. It was all it was all worthwhile watching. I thought. Right. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was one of my favorite stories of the year of just like, you know what? He's with with his daughter passing. He's had some rough go of it the last little bit. And uh, just just allowing the seemingly kind of cathartic, uh, you know, release of this movie for him, because I, I don't think he I think he said he didn't get paid for it or something like he just he waived his fee and like just. Well, I think he got paid from the first time he was directing it. So I don't think those, yes, but he also yeah. got 30 extra million dollars to, to do it. So to do I stuff. Think, yes. But yeah, uh, yeah. But took his fee out of that for whatever. But uh, I think, you know, I, I just thought that was a neat story. So that was, that was one of my favorites of the year. Very cool. Yeah. That was, uh, it's on uh, DC. No, it's on HBO max now. So yeah, if you want to check it out and I think they even 
cut it out into like four different uh, parts. I think, I think. There, yeah, there's there's an easier really? way to watch it or something. And there's the Justice's Gray edition That's right. as well, which is like the black and white cut of it. So right. uh, they definitely had some fun with it for sure. Cool. Yeah, and it's got a, it. He, he, and he released it in a different format, not in your standard sixteen by nine, which I believe it was. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. more. It almost looks it's like a, when you know somebody takes videos in, in this format, <laughs> which was like, Grandma, don't do that. Uh-huh. Zach's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yep. That's yeah. it. He just he had free reign to do kind of he did. his right. vision of it, right? And I, I I love that, and I love that the studio Creative let vision. him. That's awesome. And uh, and just kind of said, you know what? Just run with it. We'll put it online, and people can stream it, and whatever. And it's like, cool, very cool. Yeah, the people spoke, and they got their movie. Um, for me, the the surprising part was essentially Star Wars has turned into a TV only franchise. Um, sure. We have the, the last movie came out in 2019. And essentially, there is no knowledge, no release dates for any Star Wars properties. Uh, we haven't heard anything about any of the directors. And we heard the last thing we heard was Rogue Squadron was coming out. And then we heard Patty uh, is is too busy to do it. And it kind of it could be that also. They didn't like, she didn't like the, the creative direction of the Disney control and the Star Wars canon, which, you know, she didn't have to work with Mar- with, with DC because DC's just playing fast and loose with their canon. And because of that, it's different with Star Wars. And Star Wars has had a huge problem keeping directors and, and challenges with that because it might be part of the problem. It's, it's too strict and it reduces your artistic vision because you have to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, so as of right now, um, I, I was reading an article and it was basically saying, Originally, there was supposed to be a movie in 2023, 2027, or 2025 and 2027. At this point, we might not get a movie until 2025. That would be six years. I don't know what other franchise can go six years without any type of movies, and which is which is Star Wars is based on the movies, not not TV. I was just saying, the TV. Todd, Todd, you're forgetting about Avatar. <laughs> oh well, well yes. That's not really a franchise at this point. It is a it is a one movie. And it will get a, a franchise. I yeah. was going to say that it's, it's, it's very much a wannabe franchise. Which I, again, I say it very tongue in cheek because I can't stand Avatar. I'm t- I'm a big thumbs down for Avatar, but whatever. Yeah, it the means a lot Star for Wars some movie people. Is officially going to have blue Wookies that attach their. Uh, I hope so. Hair braids to other. <laughs> I, I think that's it, where we're going. So it's, yeah, it's it just sensual. It's interesting. So I hope, in the absence of no movies, I hope they start letting the TV series set the pace. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be just the movies. Only one saying we can tell new stories. We can tell things because I would love some things post um, uh, the Star Wars saga. Uh, you know, we have with the Jedi's because there's stories to tell. And I, I, mm-hmm. I just that's my main because problem like that. Star Wars only likes to be in this this time frame. We're going to get the accolade, which is good because before that, I think there's some cool stories. I also my 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 dream project would be an animated series with the original trilogy cast post Jedi mm-hmm. doing cool stuff because we've only seen them once post Jedi. And that was in with Luke and Leia a little bit in their twilight years. But I'd like to see them in their, in their prime. We've only gotten Luke so far in The Mandalorian. So I'd like more of that. Do it animated in the style of what if, potentially, so you can capture mm-hmm. their likeness. And I think it'd be very cool because cool. I'm a little bit burned out on the Clone Wars art style. I think the animation's a little bit stiff at times. So I'd love to see the what if because I love the animation stuff. So I would love to see that. But uh, anybody thoughts on just Star Wars? And do you think that uh, some of the projects are really dead or you think they're still alive? 
Oh well, man, are you are you ever talking to the wrong people? Because you got two of us who do a show, and Katie obviously has some strong opinions too. So, Katie, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say because you say you know can a franchise survive this, but if you think about the fact that I mean, how many years were between the original trilogy and the you know prequels? A hell, so. Of Right, exactly. So sequels, like right, and that's the thing. So I think that there's this. It's it's more of a modern expectation that there should be a movie every like year or every two years. And honestly, I would prefer that that they take their time. There's going to be a a side project and a sequel every other year. So this is Disney, though. I think you can't compare what the Lucas did because Lucas essentially said, "I don't want to make films." That's why I didn't. But Disney not having you know billion dollar releases that's Mm -hmm. a hard thing to manage right well and i think that one of them though is that they've realized that there there's a lot of money to be made in those side stories and having Mm -hmm. people stream on disney plus because they're releasing them on this weekly basis so it's not like a netflix drop where sure they can subscribe for a month binge all their shows and then they're going to cut out so and i honestly think that they do better like star wars i think has always done better on their tv shows versus their movies the stories oh, yeah. take time sure. to tell. If you really want to be able to tell the story, you know, build the lore and then build the characters, you can't do that in a two-hour movie. Right. Even well, if well, you're doing a trilogy. I mean, we're living in that era now. And Todd and I, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this extensively. Mark and I, you know, we've talked about this extensively in relation to Star Wars is that that is what the modern aesthetic of storytelling has become mm-hmm. people don't want to see all the big explosions and the this thing and the that thing whatever it is we want to see seven parts of boba fett you know yeah it's a slow burn and i know todd you're down on obviously the book of boba fett but mark and i are really digging it because <laughs> it's that slow exploration of his story and how it came to be and why he's doing this now and this it, and that slow so. doesn't have no I, I i hate slow stories i want well-paced well-told stories. If it's yes. slow, that just means it can add boring. You're just doing filler because you don't have enough for seven episodes. You're add like, boring. Oh, we got to draw yeah, this out. because you know second uh, worth of filler in Book of Boba Fett, Todd. Oh, come on, on, Mark. Oh, that yeah. Oh, it could have been one episode go. with Here the Tuskens and done. We're like, get it. We love him. No, he raised him. become emotionally <laughs> invested, oh, whether it's going to lead to a fridge moment. With Katie, Pokey I know and Hitty and Munchie. Oh, my God. Katie, you see what I have to put up with these two morons. Oh Sorry. So, it's just not <laughs> doing it you? for me. I I, I'm just, I just feel like it's the most in Star Wars thing that's there's ever been. I don't Oh yes. I'm with I'm with Todd. I know we've already talked about this. So uh I I I hate what they've done with the Tuscan Raiders. I feel like they solely exist just to fill a weird backstory for Boba Fett. He has been the absolute same character. Like there's no development whatsoever. I don't understand why suddenly he got out of the Sarlacc pit and now he's this noble warrior instead of a ruthless bounty hunter. Like, I think that they could have done a lot more growth with him with the Tusken Raiders than having him be the same character he is now versus then. The savior of the Tusken Raiders. Yeah. What did you call it? Dances with Tuskens? I thought that was great. Dances with Tuskens, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you didn't show up, man, they'd be screwed because, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we can pivot off. (laughs) I I just I just thought, do you think these projects are going to can are you think these projects are going to be make it? Do you think they're going to be canceled? I mean, we don't know. Right. Jenkins dropped out of Cleopatra to focus on the next Wonder Woman and uh, Rogue Squadron. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's that's back on the table now. Right. Uh, Whether. 
I mean, it's, yeah, like she, she kind of revived it. Right. So it's not, you know, she's not leaving for creative differences. That's she, she literally just left a movie to, to focus on that. Well, they so, haven't confirmed that she's still back on it or, or it's not. She paused. said it said, in the press release. Well, I saw yeah, the press yeah, release was yeah. that she's no longer directing Cleopatra. They didn't say anything like the movie's back on from what I heard. And it doesn't have a release date. And it doesn't have a release date either. So that's the other part. No release date, no cast announced, haven't started filming, no script. So it's it's basically paused and they come out. No, they they didn't announce anything about it was paused or not. These are all things we heard. Sorry. We're we're turning into the the talking heads of uh, ESPN here. I never get to talk about Star Wars or Mark. Come on. I know, I know, Todd. I, I love you, but you hate you hate Star Wars. I'm sorry, you really do. I can tell by everything. I, I know. You I say. don't hate Star Wars. I hate. I I just hate you hate bad storytelling. I hate. Oh, I, hate yeah. I don't like just. Hey, here's Star Wars. Love it. I like good storytelling, and I just hate where Star Wars right. is now. I want Star Wars See? to grow and do something new. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. it is. But, but Mark and I love Star Wars. That's why we kind of do a show. So, I, I, Charlie, you know my feeling about comfort food, and I hate comfort oh, yes. food as a main driver of franchises. Todd, yes. the next time I see you, I'm bringing you a Big Mac, and I'm going to say, "Here's some Star Wars." Todd, yes. I think you and I need to start our own Star Wars I think podcast so too. because I feel oh, like we shit. would be on the same page with oh. a lot of these critiques. The I, the <laughs> I hate Star Wars podcast on the Secret no. Podcast. No, how about oh. I love I love Star Wars? So give me some good stories. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, I'm, I'm, we haven't seen the full story of Bo- the. Oh Bo- my god! We haven't. No, and that's why we keep only watching it. Left. <laughs> I'm, all right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna spare the beast here and try to turn things back a little bit more in the positive. So for myself, uh, touching back on, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to steal a page from Todd's background. I have in 2021 absolutely adored what Disney Plus has done with the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they have they have taken this great movie franchise and they have found ways to tell new and exciting stories. I mean, kicking it off with WandaVision, an absolute favorite of April's, uh, over to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, rather should I say Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which was my personal favorite because those were my favorite Marvel films. Uh, transitioning over to Loki, which I liked it, but I didn't love it. But I understand why people enjoyed it the way they did. Uh, to the What If, the animated project, which gave us back Captain Carter, which was my absolute favorite. Um, mm-hmm. They have found a way to take you know the MCU, which I have been on board with since day one, back in 2008 uh, with Iron Man, um, to really finding different ways to tell more detailed stories and fleshing it out and having just enormous success and having everybody love it that much more. So I, 2021, for me, has been the year of Disney Plus and Marvel, without a oh, doubt. Yeah. We thought we'd get Absolutely. that much Marvel in a year. Holy crap! Yeah, I know it was it was and and and, and comparatively the movies, which I'll talk about in a little while, some were okay, but uh, certainly did not for me have the impact that these shows did. Absolutely blew me away. Mm-hmm. All right, so something maybe a little less controversial than our news stories. <laughs> I tried. Is I tried. Our movies. <laughs> um, so uh, with movies, we picked our top. Five and biggest disappointment. Uh, so, Katie, why don't you kick us off? And w- let's do this, guys. Let's do it instead of we your, let's do our five each. Do our five, then our four, then our three to make it a little more fun. How about that? So, Katie, kick off with your number five. Um, oh, I did not put these in any particular order. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't, I, I, I you really can't make me either. pick a favorite. Um, yeah. I am indecisive by definition. 
Okay, well, so, we'll go with your number five regardless, well, anyways. Well, or we, we could just simply blast through the ones we have, and then we can compare contrast and whatever it is. So it doesn't matter. So how, about, just, how about we just read them? And then yeah, if someone five, wants to bring that. up a, conver- yeah, a conversation yeah, piece, that. we can do that. Okay, Absolutely. so top five for me were in no particular order. Dune, Shang-Chi, Hilda and the Mountain King, Eternals, and Rhea and the Last Dragon. Now, I will put a caveat. I have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, and I have not seen Encanto. So those two, while they may make this list, since I have not seen them, I could not add them. They're floating. That's why Spider-Man's not on my list for sure. Wait, Mm -hmm. have you two been spoiled yet? No. For Spider-Man? I mean, I know, yeah. I know that, you know, the other Spider-Mans come in. Mark, I'm trying to save you. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, so. that, that was that was so leaked. There was pictures and stuff like even oh, yeah. before the movie was released. You, you However, can't get away from it. Uh, aside from that, I know basically jack shit about this movie. Yes. I Same. have not, not bad. somehow not bad. been able to avoid the major like story spoilers or beats mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like Aside from like expecting to see like Andrew and Toby, I I'm going I'm still somehow going into this blind. Yes. Nice. When I get a chance to see the damn thing. Yes, which I'm, I have no idea what's going. I'm on. hoping this weekend because we were avoiding the crowds because of COVID, and then my spouse and I got COVID. So I figure at this point, once we're out of quarantine, our immune system is going to be about as good as it can get, so we can go see it. <laughs> Yep. So I've got before my this episode, Katie had blue hair. Now she's green. Yes. So the oh my! Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've am, got, I've got my I blue? Go set up for Tuesday, and uh, nice. my my wife got her booster. Nice. My my big concern is that Finn's too young to get uh, any kind of vaccine or yeah. anything like that. Right, so, right. Um, you know, I, I was I was kind of playing with like, oh, maybe I can go to and I, like I need a haircut. Anyone watching the video version? It's just like I'm floopy all over. The, like I just, um, but like I. So anytime I think I want to like go out and, and face a crowd somewhere, like I see something like a, in the kind of funny uh, Facebook group today for anyone that's a fan there, someone shared a picture of their, their young son looked about Finn's age, like hooked up to ventilators and stuff. And I was just like, Nope, Nope. Not even getting a haircut. Mm-hmm. Not going to see Spider-Man. Hell no. Not worth it. Yeah. It's a totally different story. Yeah. So it's a totally different story with that. As much as I want to see Spider-Man, I just, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The world's freaking me out. So that's okay. Yeah. I, I got and you. I think I, we don't know when this is actually coming like home theater streaming because it's a Sony film. <sighs> so it's not coming to Disney yeah. plus. So right. it could be four months, three months in, you know, after theater. So, but the thing d- is not slowing down. It's made like $33 million mm-hmm. this week. It's, so. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Mark, Speaking I've of got like uh, change.org. I, I did see a petition going around of like, Sony, bring this to streaming. Mark, good, good. Good news. I have it pre-ordered and uh, I can get you hooked up. So we're good. I, yeah, I, I did months. see the pre-orders up on. Uh, <laughs> In eight I saw the, the pre-orders up on <laughs> iTunes. So I. Yeah. But again, there's no release date with, uh, yeah. with that pre-order. So. Well, Mark, yeah. I promise that I will continue to keep you spoiler-free after I see it. Uh, or at least you will not see your spoilers uh, if, from if me. If I see it, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, so, so Katie, I do have one question. Your list, Hilda mm-hmm. and the Mountain King. I know nothing about this movie. No, oh. Me it was a Netflix release. Um, they did Hilda is a comic that is just about a, a little girl who lives in a city called Trollberg. And she's just off on her own fun adventures. Um, the art style is really, really phenomenal. They kept it very key to the original comic. Um, and there is, I think, three seasons, I want to say, of the oh. TV show. And then instead of doing a fourth season, the third season left on like a really big cliffhanger 
And instead of doing a fourth season, they just kind of decided to wrap it into this um, like full length feature film. And they did a really, really great job. They just like the beats in the movie were very good. It felt very like it felt very whole. It felt fully contained, fully realized. And it was a really, really great way as like kind of a send off to the end of the series. So um, I would say, you know, you say uh, Finn, Finn might really enjoy it. Um, yeah. Okay. Just as far as the series in general. And it's one of those things that has a lot of heart to it. So watching it as an adult, obviously, I'm an adult. I watch a lot of kid things because I find that kid things have a lot of heart to them. And so that's what oh, I really yeah. enjoy about it. So I would definitely say if you haven't seen the series or if you haven't read the comics, definitely watch the series and definitely see the movie. Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yep, Netflix. It's a Netflix Sweet. original. All right. Nice. Katie. Good deal. All right, Mark. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, wait, Katie, what was your disappointment? I wasn't sure if we wanted to list those off right now. If we're going to go back to them, uh, Black. Nah, we, can go back after, <laughs> we can go back. We can go back. We can do our. We can do our disappointments at the. At no, the, no, at the she, no that, she's, she's already <laughs> broken the seal. So go ahead, Black okay. Widow. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say Black Widow, and then if you want to know more, you can open that can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll move on at this point, Mark. It's you're up. Okay, uh, so I I kind of tried to order mine in a loose way, but like, eh, I could change tomorrow. But uh, so some of my favorites, uh, Shang Chi, I think was probably up there for my my favorite movie of the year. Um, and I don't know if it, like that and Encanto are probably like my two two of my favorites. And I don't know if they'll that order will like change or like, but like those two are like just rock solid. Um, Free Guy was was up there just because I, I really didn't expect to like that one, uh, and and re- really did. Uh, Jungle Cruise I thought was was fun, and I loved the stupid humor of that ride and how they they factored some of it in. But I also like I thought the movie again was just kind of better than I expected. Uh, and then I threw Zack Snyder's Justice League in there just for the reasons that I had it was you know for neat. sure. Um, however. My disappointment was in myself for not seeing more movies because I realized when I was going through this, <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen Dune. I haven't seen Eternals. I still haven't watched Ray and the Last Dragon. I haven't seen uh, Spider-Man, Ghostbusters, The Suicide Squad, uh, wow. No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Like all of oh, these man. movies. I'm just like. Eternals next week, these. Mark, on Disney Plus. Yep, yep, yeah, January 12th. Yeah. So yeah. I, I finally will be able to watch that next week, but uh, or this coming week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, January, January 12th. So what's that, Tuesday? Um, Tuesday, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Yeah. It's, their, it's a big yeah. premiere so by, the, by the time this is uh, published, I will most likely have already watched Eternals, and, and maybe that'll make it on my list uh, retroactively. But uh, for right now, those are some movies that I saw. Uh, I think the only movie I saw in theaters was uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and I thought that was just dumb fun. And there's like <laughs> Tom Hardy just like yeah, uh, you the did, best you of did, just being you did not stupidest. you did not just steal Todd's dumb fun because that's oh. Dumb it fun? Was, it was. It was mm-hmm. dumb fun, and sometimes you just need that. And, it was dumb, uh, and I actually slept through about maybe 20% of it. Really? That was oh, a short movie. You must I, know. That. That was, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get a lot of sleep. I don't get a lot of sleep. What yeah, can I say? Um, man, I, I did enjoy that movie. It didn't make it on my top five, but like it was, it was. I mean, with the few movies that I saw this year, <laughs> that was probably the one that right. I cut off. Slim uh, competition. And, and like Black Widow didn't really make it on my list, but... Uh, 
you know, I, I didn't hate that movie, but it was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, I, I did, did like I did. that it introduced um, Yelena. So that yeah, was, I didn't, yeah. I didn't Yelena hate was it. It was, it was more a little yeah. too little too late. Put it that way. Yeah, that was that was kind of it. It was just kind of yeah, like, well, point. you kind of know how point. this ends. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, introduce Yelena. It could have been like a five minute short of like, hey, this is my sister. Cool. Um, yeah. Thanks. If- See ya. Uh, but that was, yeah, I don't know. That was, uh, that's my list. I'll stick to that for now. <laughs> I want David Harbour in something as the Red yeah. Guardian. <laughs> yeah, cool to, he was, he, he was great. Back. He was great. Yeah. I agree. I'd like to see him meet, uh, meet Sam as, as Captain America and just, right, to be, right. you know, like, and Take just, notes. but still be confused. Be like, do you remember yeah. fighting me in the seventies? Exactly. Like, the <laughs> hell what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cap was frozen. <laughs> I was barely born. What are you going on about? And he's yeah, just right. like still going off on something. He's, I, I, yeah. Yeah. He's I team a, him up with Drax. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yes. Too. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so myself, I actually, if anybody knows me, I like spreadsheets. I'm, I, I work in supply chain and logistics planning. That's what I do. I make spreadsheets, <laughs> folks, and I assign a numerical value. I did this for our Couchy Awards, Mark. So oh, I'm God. back in my wheelhouse. So actually, Here we go. I went through the list of everything that came out, and I'm like, did I see it? And I put everything down, things I wanted to see. So things are like, uh, maybe I'll see those eventually. I, I awarded my values, Charlie. Uh, so here we go. Number five, oh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It was my top-rated uh, Marvel-type movie. So really, it wasn't because it was the best movie, but because of everything they achieved in making it. And this director, once again, the movie, the only thing he did before this movie was like a small indie film. And to pull off what he did by bringing all these things together, essentially 30 years, almost 30 years of two different franchises and bringing them back together. That's amazing. Uh, It has never been done before. That was 20 years, but that's okay. Close enough. Close enough. Uh, Sure. Why not? (laughs) timing has no reason but yeah really really fun and well worth your watch uh then charlie this is something we watched this year and i just yeah, love the execution i agree, I agree. And it's and it's really three movies but it's you know, we, there were three separate releases the fear street trilogy rl stein netflix just these these horror films that happened at different periods of time the way they pulled it off it basically one ended and went to the next one i think it was released weekly so it wasn't the binge of everything dropped at once it was weekly releases which i loved and just the way they brought it together it was just so much fun over the top and more gruesome than i expected all i would say is uh was it the cutting of the bread charlie the deli the yeah the yeah, the bread oh. cutter that was a bad oh. one that was a bad oh. one oh. Yeah, they, they did not uh, fly, sigh away from that. So, yeah, definitely if you're a horror fan, uh, that was one of my favorites of the year. Uh, Encanto, we didn't say enough good. But I, I tell you, one of the best soundtracks that I've heard in oh, forever. Yeah. So yeah. good. That one song with uh, the the strong sister was oh, a phenomenal yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. So good. Sure. So you've got to – Katie, you've got to see it. Just it's really, really good. Uh, then a uh, movie I just saw not that long ago, Nightmare Alley. Just really – uh, really cool to see Guillermo del Toro pull off a noir film based on a book that had a movie from like the fifties that came out. And I just loved what he got from the actors, uh, the way they performed. And it was really a morality tale. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. Not, no supernatural bits at all, but just loved how he got the era, the way it looked, the actors, the performances. That's really astounding. Really loved it. And I wish the movie was doing better. But once again, Disney's doing some flim flam on the releases and just letting films out to die. Uh, mm-hmm. They should have picked like mm-hmm. a January or February release for this film. So, oh, well. Uh, then my number one, this movie 
had no right to be this good. Dune was phenomenal. I loved it. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, and the fact is we are getting a sequel, which is great, which it's, I always say this movie felt like the fellowship of the rings. You know, this one is really just getting everything set up and we're going to see where this goes. I was really, I I really enjoyed it. Is it Dune or is it Dune? I mean, Mark, let's be honest. How many dunes do you have there in Canada? Don't lie. So many sand dunes and sand dunes. dunes. But dunes. yes, dunes. Yeah. Snow Fun dunes. fact, I actually have, and when I grew up across the street from my house, there were sand dunes. It was so weird. I didn't understand why we had sand back there. Maybe there was like a nuclear <laughs> blast from the 40s, but we have sand dunes. So did there you, you go. Did you, did you, were you like Anakin? Did you hate the sand? Tell the truth. When it got in the crevices, man, nothing worse. Ah, but I, not the but I, but I haven't, but it didn't cause me to kill children or my Ouch. <laughs> well, Todd, uh, it's funny you should uh, mention killing because what's your big disappointment? Oh, Charles, I'm surprised this wasn't on your list, man, because this was a movie I was excited about. Well, sh- I had to pick two. But yeah, go oh. ahead. Halloween Kills, man. This movie was oh. a huge disappointment. I don't, it felt like a, a total different staff, writers, right. directors. It, this right. was like Agreed. the bad, like, 80s horror film brought back in without the sensibility of today and it was just like i just didn't understand what they were doing there was going to be a third movie so i I, maybe there's more to this and i'm just not in on the joke but man oh man it fell flat for me absolutely all over the place it was a mess it was a total mess i i totally agree with you all right charlie's turn uh and again i will i will take a page from katie's book and go in no particular order um, but a lot of the same beats here. I love Ghostbusters Afterlife. Awesome film. A lot of heart to it. Uh, Spider-Man No Way From Home or No Way Home. Exactly the same. Tons of heart. Obviously, the big, you know, the big, the worst kept secret in the world is obviously the return of the previous two actors to play Spider-Man, which the interplay between them was fantastic. Uh, I like the Suicide Squad. Uh, it gave us the Peacemaker character, John Cena, who we're going to see in the HBO Max series. Uh, the return, of course, of Margot Robbie uh, as Harley Quinn and kind of a chance for her to self- set herself apart uh, from what had come before. I thought she did a nice job. And just overall, I, I really dug this film. It was a good time. Uh, Free Guy was just a romp. I like Ryan Reynolds. I know that that's not the same of everybody, but he was he was the most Ryan Reynolds-y Ryan Reynolds he could be in this film. And for, for me, it really worked. Uh, and and the, the fifth entry, uh, James Bond, No Time to Die. And, and Mark, you said you hadn't seen it, so I can't even say the last thing I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, are you covering? Are you, are you doing the earmuffs? But if he listens earmuffs? to the podcast, he will, he'll get spoiled. He'll just oh, no. know to skip this part. <laughs> I won't spoil it, but this film did something unique in James Bondery that had not been done before. And I really appreciated that. And I will not say what it is. I won't say. (laughs) Okay. So, and then uh, for my disappointment, uh, you know, I couldn't throw Halloween kills in there because it would be a three-way tie, but I hated the matrix. I already talked about that last week. Uh, And I probably talked about this back when it came out, but the snake eyes movie, what a pile of shit. Oh my God. (laughs) I have just wanted, I've loved G.I. Joe since I was. Is that a spoiler? No, I have loved G.I. Joe since I was six years old. I have wanted it to attain its glory in the modern age. Uh, We had a movie in 2009. We had a movie in 2013, both of which were total shit. And this, this took it a level beyond 
being shitty. It was just, it was really bad, poorly scripted, terrible characters, totally incomprehensible plot, fail, 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 even though it had uh, a a cameo by Larry Hama, who I've met in real life and is actually a pretty cool guy. Kind of a bummer. Let's hope that they can get it right next time. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Rough. Rough. Rough, rough. What? Well, that is it for movies. So let us know what you thought about the world of movies in 2021. And let us know what your thoughts are on, obviously, what 2022 what you're excited about. So we're going to move on to top five TV, biggest disappointments. So, Katie, once again, are these in order or not? Wait, are these supposed to be our biggest disappointments? No, no, <laughs> no, five, five top, one disappointment. Oh, okay. I was like, wait. Oops. No, I was just saying, are yours in order? Are they all disappointments? <laughs> good, yeah, good, good, good direction, yeah. Todd. Great direction. No, they're, they are not in any particular order, but I was going to be like, y'all are going to not have me back on this podcast if you, <laughs> if these are supposed to be our top five disappointments and you're reading through this list going, what the hell, Katie? <laughs> no again in no particular order um i think you're gonna start seeing a theme from me is that i love a good art direction um because again bad batch i love the story i love just all of the intrigue and again watching through uh the clone wars i'm picking up on things that i'm like i wonder if that influenced how that character reacted in the bad batch and if that ties into what's going to happen later so i'm very excited to see where this show goes um, I thought it'd be unfair of me just to list five of the Marvel TV shows. So I just put the entire Marvel Disney Plus lineup. Because ah, otherwise, it's like a get out of jail free card. You got Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to put down one of it. Okay, I'm going to put down Loki. Okay, well, I have to put down Hawkeye. And I was like, wait, now I'm running out of spots. And I right, don't want right. it to order Katie, Marvel. I'm in the same spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's true. Um, I, did, I did it too. Yeah. So just all of the Disney Marvel lineup, Arcane, absolutely phenomenal show. I did not expect it to be good, I'm going to be honest. Uh, And then I started hearing really good things about it. So I was like, well, maybe it'll be okay. And the art looks really fun. And then I watched it and it was absolutely phenomenal. And this is going to sound weird because she's not involved, but I feel like they finally did Harley Quinn right, even though she's not Harley Quinn. But Jinx mm. was felt more Harley Quinn to mm. me than I've ever seen in any iteration of a character, if that makes sense. Um, She-Ra was new to me. Uh, that's been out for a while now, though. But uh, mm-hmm. at one mm-hmm. point, I just finally put it on, and then I binged the entire show in like three days. And then wow. at one point, I was sick. And so... Uh, Aaron, my spouse, was like, do you want to watch She-Ra? And he knows that if it's my favorite show, because at several points he had walked into the living room to see me bawling as I'm watching this show because it's got all the feels. And he's like, why do you do this to yourself? And so he refuses to watch them with me because he knows he'll get all the feels. Mm. So (laughs) this time when I was sick, he's like, well, let's just put on a comfort show for you. So then he got hooked on it. And so then we both cried through it again. And it's just one of my comfort shows now that I just put on all the time. Uh, 
Charlie, you can go ahead and have all your feelings because I'm going to say Lower Decks, definitely on there. That's another show that Aaron and I will just put on when we want to watch something and we don't know what to watch. I mean, I totally, <laughs> I totally feel like I was, I was soured against it from the, the, the dynasty that existed on my show before that. So I feel like I got to go watch it because even April was like, I didn't really think it was any more racy in season two than it was in season one. So no. I, I might, I, I may have to uh, revert because I guess I was a little go with it because again, my co-hosts at the time were very against it. So maybe I, I think you and I need to do like a live stream where we we rewatch it and then oh. we can have our own reactions to it. Really? Okay. Yes. I'm okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I think that if we watched it and then had like you know just talked about the episode right afterward or something, I think that we okay. could have some fun. All right. Um, all right. All right. I'm I'm, I'm down. <laughs> and then um, my biggest disappointment is Star Trek Prodigy because I was ah! so excited to have Janeway back. I was absolutely right. excited, just so ecstatic. And I really want them to just throw Dale on an airlock. Like he's just a raging narcissist. And he, in the first four episodes, he nearly killed his crew like three times for no reason other than the fact that he's a raging narcissist and cannot acknowledge when he's wrong. And it's, so, it's, it, it's, and it's a kid's gro- show. It's just, gro- <laughs> it's just growing pain. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it is really a bad lesson, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. Katie, you know, how many, Katie, after watching and thinking about this, I think he's just a normal teenage boy because teenage boys <laughs> are pretty... Yeah. Yeah, but those day. are bad. They, like you shouldn't be emulating those bad behaviors. <laughs> I think it's going to be the long play of he finally gets some humility, modesty, right. and all those things. Maybe yes. later on, I and think it's that's where definitely something. Like yeah. if you want, if you want to hear me, just totally drag him. You know, definitely listen to Code Forty Seven when I'm on. But oh, yeah, you got it. Oh, I, I, I just can't wait. It's I am great. so sick of the trope of the full of himself, overly confident for no reason other than he's the main character, dude, protagonist. Right, right. Being okay. the main character for no other reason than he's the main character when he is surrounded by fully capable individuals, especially the fully capable, more intelligent, more skilled than him side female character who is there to save his ass and be a romance option. Right, right. She, of course, enslaved him, though. So that's, right. that's her, a problem. You know, her dad did, and she has a... In those four episodes I watched, her arc yeah. was so much more interesting as you're watching her entire yeah. world fall around her, and she's having more growth than the protagonist. So, again, there's trust issues. You, once you've been yes. enslaved, you kind of have trust issues with the person enslaved you. I, I just, I cannot wait to talk about this more. I'm Code 47. Please subscribe to the network feed. Trust me, Trust me it'll be great. All this right. is the hill okay. I will die on. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love, and I love that expression. Mark, you are up. Okay. Uh, I definitely took a note from Katie and just said the MCU Disney Plus shows because they were great. Happy uh, to be a role model. Yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> like what if? Right. Uh, I, Hawkeye, Ugh. I absolutely loved. Um mm-hmm. Loki was was slow at points, but the ending like set up basically the next I think ten years of MCU stuff possibly. God, yes, oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, just holy crap! Did did we ever uh, eat good on Disney Plus? If you're a Marvel fan, um, so I won't I won't get too much more into that. Uh, again, in no real super particular order for the rest of these. Uh, Ted Lasso season two I thought was great. Um, 
I gotta finish that mark. Man, so good, so good. They just you should dress up like coach. You gotta, you should dress up like coach for next Halloween. (laughs) I thought that was your favorite show of all time, and you haven't finished it. Shame. I am Charlie. I don't want it to end. That's that's because the show is so good, and it only comes out once a year, and it's so good. I love it. it, So I want to eke it out. There's so so few episodes that it's just kind of like, oh, we have to wait. A whole other year for for more, and I don't know. Uh, anyway, we do. But, I mean, the nice thing for this season was we got my parents watching it and mm. my brother, so they all watched uh, straight through like season one and two, and uh, and we were able to kind of like talk about it and like uh, just kind of geek out over everything. So Ted Lasso season two was great. Um, Bluey, I mentioned this before, but Bluey is a kid show, right? But it's not really. It's not like really. It's kid. Bluey is a parenting show that kids can enjoy. Like if you've seen Bluey, there's so much stuff as like parents watching it that you're just like, Oh man. Yeah. I got to try that. Or like, yeah, I get that hundred percent. Like that is that <laughs> they're talking directly to me and my kids liking because it's a big blue dog and whatever. And there's like funny little things going on, but like they're talking to me right now. So like Bluey's great. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney plus and it's phenomenal. Uh, Star Wars visions. And Bad Batch round out. And I could have probably said Star Wars on Disney Plus the same way I did MCU. And I could have thrown uh, the, the the latest season of Mythic Quest in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's good. Maybe I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I did think Star Wars Visions was absolutely amazing. I know Charlie wasn't a huge fan. Uh, and I love what they did with the Bad Batch. And I'm still hoping we see maybe some Bad Batch ish stuff make its way into book of Boba Fett. I would very much enjoy something from there, but I won't get into too much more, but I've definitely <laughs> said it over on. Would you Kong say Kong. the alpha and the Omega? Omega. Omega. I don't want to spoil anything. Cause Katie still needs to watch it. Uh, watch so I'm it. not going to say too much <laughs> more. Uh, disappointments. I, um, I can't remember like a, a real, like a show that I really didn't like this year. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. I guess I don't know. I, I was you didn't disappoint. You didn't, didn't disappoint yourself, Mark. That you didn't watch more. <laughs> <laughs> can't disappoint. Yeah, can't disappoint yourself just, twice. And just bluey over and over again. Um, I I I love so far uh, the book of Boba Fett, but I am disappointed that we have to wait seemingly a whole other year for Mando season three. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm disappointed that that show completely took the place of the other show when it seems like in 2022, we're getting the ending of book of Boba Fett. We're getting Andor. we're getting potentially Kenobi. Like why can they do three, potentially three shows this year and bad batch, uh, you know, season two. Um, so why, why can they do three, maybe four shows this year, but, you know, or yeah, so it, no, no Mando. I don't know. Got to keep people watching, Mark. So they only have so much. They, they, they've got to push these productions out because they're like COVID, Omicron. Right. They right. got to make sure they don't burn their uh, wick yeah. out too long. Why? So, why it, do they have to worry about COVID? Everybody's wearing a mask. Look at it. <laughs> well, well, Charlie was like Star Trek, right? Like you got. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes Discovery would feel like it was like 
almost two years were like really right. far away. Yeah. And Good other friend. things came in. Well, so yeah. When are we, when are we ever going to see stranger things? You know what I mean? It's been like oh, five God. years since we've seen that show. Oh my Feels God. Feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely a disappointment to me. Um, okay. Well, um, I will get into mine. So this is going to be a little bit of a different list. So my number five, and these once again, did my Excel spreadsheet ranked and, and <laughs> this, this, this first one, I didn't realize it came out this year. Cause we're already on season two. This one dropped in January It's called The Great North. It's a Fox animated show. And if you like Bob's Burgers, this is once Mm -hmm. again, Mm. the kindest shows, the kindest people are in the show. It's about a family who love each other in Alaska, being wacky and weird, a strange little town. Uh, It's got, um, uh, oh, Ron Swanson Swanson. is the dad. Uh Yeah, a lot of other voice actors. uh, I don't know. Um, There's some others that are new. Uh, Some are people you know, Megan Mullally, I think she has to be contractually obligated to be on a show with Ron Swanson uh, (laughs) just because they're married in real life. So she's on it as well. Mm -hmm. But I just love the show. It is so good. And I just can't stop watching it. Uh, It just always makes my heart smile. And it's not the most hilarious show in the world, but it just has that thing that I just love about Bob's Burgers. So uh, the Great North, uh, definitely check it out. I think it's on Hulu. So if, if you're curious, watch it. It grows. First, you're like, these characters are annoying. There's a couple I don't really like, but I'm hoping it'll be like most animated shows. Like you'll, you'll get to see the positive of them over the years. They develop mm-hmm. them. So check out the Great North. Uh, then Masters of the Universe Revelations. Uh, I was worried we were only going to get the first part uh, this year, but we got the second part and I finished both of them and this was great. And I know a lot of people were angry because like, where's he man? Why isn't he man in this? Why are we focusing on Tila? And there's a reason. And this, I, I think this is one and done, but I loved it. And it was what I wanted out of he man. We get another he man series that's on Netflix, which isn't very good, but it's more kid focused, more new generation, but I just love this. They, they played on the tropes of he man, uh, really developed the characters. They had some great, each character had some great moments and I really enjoyed it. And they played with some things, some characters, some good character development as well, which I really enjoyed. Kevin Smith made this and I thought, Oh, we're going to get lots of like fart jokes and things like that. Nope. He played it straight, brought some good writing to the table. Uh, even though I know the kind of real, he's not really a big he man fan, but after watching this, I think he had people that were like experts on he man and he made it work in a modern age. So by all means, we didn't get the react, you know, the sequel to the stupid live action movie from 1987, I think. Thank God. Oh so that was because I love He-Man and I'm glad this got to put him in a good right because She-Ra got a good show. He-Man should as well. So there we go. Uh, then uh, I, I almost duplicated what you guys do with your Marvel shows. I left off one show. Um, I thought WandaVision, Loki and Hawkeye all did really cool, innovative things. I thought Cap and the Winter Soldier did nothing new. I thought it was a very much like a show. It played Whatever. it safe. Didn't do anything with storytelling. Played it straight. Yes, we got the cap moment with, with him, but that was already in the comic. So for me, it wasn't a big deal. I just thought it was just not an interesting story except for the him becoming cap. I didn't think the antagonist was that interesting. I just thought it was a rote story with really no interesting cinematography, really cool story twists or anything like that. So I, I just found it a much lesser show. Uh, it felt like a show that would have been on Netflix, to be honest. I didn't think it was that, except for maybe a couple opening sequences. I just didn't find it as compelling. And it, it, it ultimately didn't do anything new. Well, no, I, I think I just you thought- need to rewatch it with the idea of watching for all of the racially charged underpinnings. Oh, no, I get that. But, but, uh, but, av- but, after, but after reading the comics, though, uh, I, I just felt like the comics actually did it better. I, I just thought this was, in a lot of the story, a lot of the points where they spoke, I felt were too on the nose. It was kind of like, really guys you did that you basically said this is exactly what i'm going to tell you it felt like a speech he had prepared versus off the cuff it felt stilted it, it to me 
it just felt too on the nose, nothing new and innovative compared to the other shows that I thought they really had a, had a, a voice. One was a action buddy comedy. Uh, Loki was doing things with time travel and different things of duality of a person. WandaVision did things with that. Captain Winter Soldier, like I said, I felt like a team with some, some, some motivational speaking. And didn't even so, make your disappointments list. All right, keep it moving. Keep yeah. it moving. Uh, then uh, Invincible. Oh, man. Talk about a great adaptation of a comic book series that did enough different, was still adult, told a great story, had a lot of feels about a kid who's finding his way. It's basically the best way to say this is, is Spider-Man and Superman combined. Really told well, really loved it. Amazon's doing some great things. Uh, animation on streaming is raising the bar. Without streaming, we would have so less opportunities to have mm-hmm. great animation. So Very I true. love that we got this, and I can't wait for the next season. Absolutely love it. Uh, then Arcane, I'm just following that up once again. Arcane, Netflix, League of Legends is a it's a beloved video game series that I've never played, and I have no interest in playing. But what they did with creating using that world and just said, go have fun with it, awesome animation. Like I said, I think Arcane could teach Disney Studios and the Clone Wars what they could do with their um, with their action, the motion, um, mm-hmm. and, and makes it so fluid, and just some of the effects are so cool, so innovative. So I would like to see more of this animation style uh, go out there because I think they, some people could really uh, take some notes from it and doing some taking some chances from an animation style. So there you go, Arcane uh, number one. Uh, lastly, um, disappointment. I would say. It wasn't just this show, but a lot of shows got canceled this year after very minimal opportunities to grow and find an audience, which I don't like about the binge culture because mm-hmm. Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop, three weeks after it came out, canceled. Just imagine your favorite show like Seinfeld did not burn the world on fire the first season, took time to grow. We would have not gotten some of the best shows if they were in today's environment because they didn't catch on. So that is a huge disappointment. But Why the Last Man got canceled. Uh, we got Cowboy Bebop canceled. Uh, the regulars on Netflix got canceled after one season in a very short window. So I think uh, the binge culture is a detri- detriment for shows ha- finding a voice and getting discovered. Well, yeah. in, in, in fairness, that Why the Last Man was a weekly series, though. So that, that that was a bit. Yes, yes, but, yeah. Sorry, but I I am in complete agreement with you. We love that show. God, I mean, it came out on a, a whatever got, day of the week it came yeah. out. We were like, oh my god, the show's out this week. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's well, it, it got canceled it got even before it, like, the why? season came out. Like after yeah, six it, six weeks, yeah. And again, it was I think it was FX on Hulu. So it was like, what was the shared ownership? Obviously, you know, we have Hulu with no yeah. commercials, so we're you know they're not getting that ad revenue off of us. So yeah, where where do the dollars come from? And that's that's the real question. So yeah, but it's a that shame. Was a yeah. Really, really well made series, and I'm I'm bummed that we can't uh, see it continue because I really did. I really yeah, and one of my favorite comic book series of all time. So um, I hope it gets picked up somewhere else because I think it's a story that's well deserved, especially when you talk about themes of. Uh, gender and equality and just right. themes of when the world breaks down, how do we see people that that doesn't have a zombie right. involved in it? It's just basically something no. bad happens. It's yeah. just it's just people being terrible. All right, well, I'll take over. Uh, and again, as being the last person, a lot of my story beats have been covered. Uh, I will starkly contrast what Actra said about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I absolutely loved it. But again, I love those films. Uh, and I'll agree with Katie, the underpinnings talking about racial equality uh, it certainly really spoke to me as well. Uh, so I love that show. A lot of great vibes. And again, I didn't lump together. I should have I should have done the big Marvel lump because it kind of got one on my list. <laughs> I love WandaVision. I loved What If. 
because I again how it touched on uh, all and what if of course entirely being based upon stories from the MCU as opposed to comic stories uh, really gave something uh, really familiar to those who were potentially uninitiated to the comic book culture. Uh, I enjoyed Star Trek Prodigy. Sorry, I know Doll sucks. But I love seeing Janeway again, and I love the big reveal of this this latest episode. Katie, please just catch up, watch it, because we got to talk about it in a couple weeks anyway. Oh, so I will. I will. You're, you're 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 contractually obligated to get caught up. But uh, the last one I'm going to toss in there is the show that nobody else has watched. It's on Showtime. It's called Yellow Jackets, and this is a weird one. Uh, about a, a group of, of, of adult women looking back on their past. Uh, when they were in high school, they were all in a plane crash uh, while they were on their way to a high school volleyball finals and they they survived but then they had to learn how to survive in the witnesses and they were uh, in the wilderness in the canadian wilderness and there were a lot of dark scary secrets that happened uh, the story is told largely in flashback but also in present time uh and how those secrets all kind of uh coagulated into one story so it is really really very gripping i didn't jump yellow jackets in there because we just started watching and we're talking about 2021 um but yellow jackets is a is a really um really gripping story uh finally my disappointment i was gonna say that sounds exactly like lost (laughs) crash on an (laughs) island get survived and come back a year later and weird stuff happens no, this was it was separated by about twenty five years. So this is this is really this, I, I wouldn't consider it like Lost. But no, no, that's just the concept of Lost. They crash, things happen, flashbacks, and it takes part in the future. That's the that's the Lost kind of storyline. Uh, I don't really didn't really see it as being the same. But anyway, uh, finally, my disappointment, and I've mentioned it before, was the Bad Batch. Uh, I thought it was kind of 50-50. And uh, John, our other secret, uh, founding secret friend member, had been talking about this. Uh, It was, you know, it started kind of compelling. We were filled with a lot of kind of filler episodes in the middle. And it it ended with a bang. Um, But it was hard to, you know, I just, Mark and I have talked about this too. It was Mm. 16 episodes, but I just did, I, I feel like it could have been a good eight because uh, I, I, ju- I just felt like there was a lot of like, oh, now we're off and doing this thing, and we're off and doing. Now we're working for Rhea Perlman, and Rhea Perlman's selling us to do this thing, and it was just Rhea like- Perlman. What is she? Is it was she playing Rhea Perlman? No. Yes, that's yeah. No, she <laughs> but she did, she she did voice uh, she did voice a critical character in the series. So okay. yeah, I just felt like it was a lot of wasted space uh, for the bulk of it. But uh, I hope with the show coming back that they'll do better uh, in a subsequent round. So here's to hoping. Wow. 16. That's like yeah. so, such an anomaly. Like nothing is normally exactly. more than eight. And usually that's because right. there's good reason. Typically most right. shows, they have like eight good ones and 10 bad ones. Eight ba- right. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. Well, and I opinion. think it's playing more to the classic, like the Clone Wars TV series and more of those kids shows where you would get, you know, 20 yeah, right. something episodes off of it. Yeah, cartoon right. when cartoon was, was doing that was kind outlook. of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. My, my outlook for it was it was it's not made for us. Like mm-hmm. we can enjoy some things of it. We can enjoy about eight episodes of it or whatever, right. or, or six episodes of it. Right. Like as uh, you know, because we're like, oh, what's the story and how does it relate to Star Wars and like you know, is this character going to show up in a live action show or whatever? But like, really, for me, the Bad Batch was kind of like that made for kids show. So there's going to be mm-hmm. some filler that's going to entertain kids or keep on going or whatever. But like, you know, that's just kind of the way I went into every episode of that is like, okay, well, this is 
probably going to be made for kids, but every once in a while you're going to get the Siege of Mandalore or something out, out of uh, one of the Star Wars animated shows, and it's going to be <laughs> awesome. It was kind of like uh, you know the uh, the chase card in your uh, in the, your bubblegum pack of uh, trading cards, right? It's like whoa. <laughs> All right, that is it for TV. Let us know your TV picks, folks. And we're going to now move into, I should call it the potpourri, but we're calling it comics, books, collectibles. <laughs> Top three, and then maybe a disappointment you might have had in that realm. So Katie, once again, I'm not, I'm not sure if you rank these. Probably not, <laughs> unless <Nope>. you're surprising me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that last Don't one, that last maybe. one decided to rank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I did not rank them. Um, this is more oh, of God. me just kind of pulling things out because uh i don't do collectibles usually um i mean i have a few of them but it's more of like gifts and that sort of thing um and i just got the marvel unlimited so i haven't really been reading a lot of comics because again i haven't been able to go out and get comics um so this i've been just, just running through the gambit and so my first one I put down is that I actually really enjoyed the um, new run of Eternals that's been going on. Uh, it was written by, again, uh, the same gentleman who did uh, Young Avengers. Uh, Charlie, I know I was pushing that on you a little while ago. Oh, um, totes. Totes. Yes. Uh, G- Gillian. I can never remember his Karen, uh, Karen, yes, Karen Gillian. Gillian. Um, yeah. So, again, uh, you know. Just brief synopsis. The narrator of it is the Earth, um, is like the AI of the Earth, and it slowly starts. Like you find out, like within the first issue, it's like, oh, I think there's something wrong with me, and so it just is kind of it slowly like realizing that there are problems with it, and because of that, its personality starts changing. So very fun, very dramatic. Uh, it felt very Eternals. Um, then. Uh, I was sharing the other day, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, because I'm actually being active on Twitter now. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do that, too. I'm working my ass off. Good yeah. job, everybody. Um, I know. So this technically, uh, I just got it this past week, but the Kickstarter was last year. So I'm going to count it as a 2021 fun thing. Is Sentinels of the Multiverse. It is a kind of uh, a guest tabletop game where you play, uh, you have a deck that is evolved around a superhero and then those superheroes fight a villain who has their own deck. And so things happen and we used to play it with our friends and then they kind of revamped everything. They came out with this definitive edition and the Kickstarter, you got special foil cards with the uh, decks or with the hero deck. So I'm counting that as a collectible item, even though I might not be, but I'm counting it as a collectible item. (laughs) And uh, my spouse and I actually just played it before this uh, before we got on casting and they streamlined a lot of things it runs a lot smoother than it used to where before it was kind of clunky and you didn't really know what was going on but um i would say that it was really really fun to play and definitely something if you just want a fun kind of easy going where you're not actually having to like build a deck while you play and everything's kind of set out it's a really fun one to go with kind of a good party game if you want to take some time for it <laughs> um and it's and all original then- creations right Yep, it's all original creation. So obviously, like you have characters like Tachyon, who's like a speedster, um, but obviously they're not going to call them the Flash because that would be a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't think DC would love that. So, uh, but like their entire character is based off of like drawing a bunch of cards and then doing damage based off the cards that you have in your hand and discarding that sort of thing. Um, I played a character named Fanatic where she is kind of a berserker type character where once she gets below a certain health point, 
she does extra damage. So it's kind of this thing of like mitigating where I'm like, okay, well, no, I need to be hit by this because then I can do this extra damage. But also now I only have 10 health left. So if I get hit again, I might be in really bad trouble. And we're trying to like do that before the villain actually is able to do his big bad thing because the villain decks progressively get more difficult. And so I would say it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, once, if we ever get out of the pandemic, I can bring it over and we can, we can do a Twitch stream with us all playing it. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Crazy. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, I put down Silk the, I went back and read the original run that was, I think the 2015 run of mm-hmm. hers and I enjoyed it so much. I jumped into the 2021 run and then found all of the crossover issues between spider Gwen and spider woman. So I could, figure out what was going on between those. So it ended up being this really fun rabbit hole that I did not expect to be falling down. And so I put that one on there just because uh, I really, really enjoy Cindy Moon. I hope that I get to see more of her at some point along with, uh, you know, Ghost Spider or Spider Gwen. Um, And so, yeah, that was, I would say that was my run. I was hoping that I could put America Chavez on here, but I haven't actually started like really getting into the comics of her run so i'm not going to put her down just because i don't want to uh, i can't say whether or not i'm going to enjoy it as much as i did with the eternals and the silk run awesome very nice sweet cool no disappointments um i can't say yet i don't maybe maybe america Chavez <laughs> will be disappointing huh? <laughs> <laughs> i doubt it i doubt retro, it but <laughs> cool all right mark what do you got all right, so I actually planned something ahead. All of mine have been right behind me this entire time. Oh, oh my goodness. My goodness. The, the uh, prestige. I, do- I highly doubt people will actually be able to see it, but in no particular order, my Mandalorian Black Series helmet. Uh, I absolutely love this. Like, like, I, love, great. like I love uh, yeah, my great. My Darth Vader Lego bust. Uh, which is right here in it's still in box. It's, it's, it's about 80% of the way built and I haven't had time to finish the build. And uh, I'm just loving this. We got this for Finn. It's uh, it's this guy right here, like the life-size Grogu kind of figurine type thing. It comes with a little frog that he eats and uh, <laughs> I can't even remember the company that made it. And uh, it's, it's great. And it's supposed to be Finn's, but he just kind of like, Every once in a while, we'll pay attention to it. So anytime I put the helmet on, I kind of adopt uh, Grogu as my own. And just like, so I, my wife will come downstairs and I'll be just like sitting watching something with my helmet on and Grogu in my lap. And she's just like, we have a real kid, like freaking take care of him or something. Like, Not any right. longer. He's dead to me. <laughs> yes. Know. I've adopted yeah, a new child. And she just, I like this. I like this. I'm wearing a helmet. You're not going to hurt me. Uh, I like great. this stuffed animal. I like this stuffed animal that doesn't ask anything of me. So leave <laughs> me alone. It. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so any, that, they're they're three of my favorite things. Um, I know, like I, I could have, and, and I did all collectibles for some reason, but I could have probably picked. Uh, I didn't read a ton of comics, but I did like uh, some stuff they were doing with uh, Star Wars, the the High Republic. Um, I liked. Uh, you can judge me on this all you want, but I liked the Fortnite Batman crossovers that they did, oh, especially yeah. the Batman that laughs. I thought that was really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, awesome. Uh, to see the, like, again, weird multiverse kind of stuff. And, like, Bat seems to be Batman canon that uh, with, with the Fortnite universe and stuff. It, it Really weird 
stuff that they did. And uh, I like it was well done. this little weird, weird one shot series. Yeah. Um, so I know I'm, I'm cheating and doing more than three, but whatever. Uh, so my <laughs> disappointment though, real extending lightsabers. They showed Ooh. these off at D23. Uh, the patent for them, we've talked about it on Holocron again. It's like, I think it's going to be a little flimsy or whatever. And that's why I'm disappointed because they're not ever going to be selling these to customers. They seem to be just like a little show off piece. Like Ray's going to come out at the end of a fireworks show and like light a real lightsaber up. And it's going to extend and be like, oh, and then she was going to be like, Wah. and everyone's going to be like, okay, cool. Leave Disney world now. So uh, <laughs> that's basically how this is going to happen. Um, <laughs> Cause the star Wars like fireworks show in Hollywood studios in Disney world is like, whoo man, something else. Uh, so I think like if they could end that with like a, an extending lightsaber, like that's all you need. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still disappointed that I won't be able to buy like an extending real lightsaber that I can use to, you know, cut wood in the dead of winter and stuff. Someday yeah. it'll happen for <laughs> you. I just, I want to like carve a Christmas Turkey with a lightsaber. Is that too much to ask? Come on. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. The lawsuits all, will be great. All <laughs> things are possible. All things are possible. Yeah. You can, you can, you know, you can buy knives, you can buy flamethrowers, you can buy laser pointers. Why not combine them all into one great object? I, I can, know it's terrible. It's yeah. give give the people what they want. I think, I, I think that that'd be a good thing. Anyway, that's, Perfect. that's my, list. I cannot see tales from the R. Just like tales from the from most well, Iceland. Okay. Here's the thing. I'd personally rather be stabbed or cut at least with a lightsaber than like a real like a sword or something because the lightsaber is going to cauterize the wound. So if you were going to cut my hand off, for instance, because you know Star Wars, um, I would personally rather I have a giant uh, pirate sword looking machete in my trunk right now. Um, I would rather a lightsaber cut my hand off than that machete because the machete is going to bleed out and everything. The lightsaber is just going to like cauterize it. It's going to be nice. And you're going to move on with your day. I mean, like, you know, re- re- when you, I mean, you know, when you, when you, when you don't want to reattach your, your hand, it's a perfect option because you've severed a, all it, the nerves. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a salient <laughs> argument. I can't disagree with you there. Yes. I, yes. You know, so that's, that's so all right. take, take your tips from Mark on how you'd like to be. Uh, Very good. All right. <laughs> Ty, this what, this uh, took a very weird turn. I did not agree to this podcast. Very weird turn. No, 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 no. All right, so Todd, Mark's in Canada. Canada. He's far away from us. So <laughs> let's steer it back. Todd, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. So these won't be in any particular order, but what you know? What the cool part is? I'm a prop comic tonight. So I'm going to start off with uh, number one was one of my favorite no, uh, cartoons. No. So going back to animated uh, from Disney from the '90s, I believe was Gargoyles. And Gargoyles oh, yes. is on Disney Plus. Love the show. A lot of Star Trek alums too in that show. Uh, really phenomenal. Mr. Frank. And oh my goodness, um, Mecca has a fantastic line of toys. And I got Goliath. And you can't really see him, but there's the box. And then when you open it up, you can't really see him. God, I, my background is bad. But I will show you guys after this, uh, <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll put links up. But it is phenomenal. It's right, huge. Yeah, it's I mean, like- it's it's wonderful. That's why you got to have yeah. a real background, my friend. Have a real background. Uh, nobody wants background. to see my fireplace and my dogs running around. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. But that that was one of my favorites. It was like 30, 35 bucks for the size and articulation. It's wonderful, and they are expanding the line. So you can get your Demona, which is uh, Deanna Troy, play that voice. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So nice. uh, love it. Love that the fact that I can get any anything from my childhood now. I can get a collectible because there were crappy ones back in the day. So that's number one. Uh, number two. 
two, uh, I love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time. And uh, I never owned anything from them. And I decided to splurge and I got the helmet from the collector's edition. So I'm going to wear it. What? Todd drops it. It's very cool. It turns color. <laughs> it's very, very. You cool. disappear completely. That's your cool visibility. And like Say I said, no, his own. Because I can't read his face. Cool. It's just gone. I know. I know. And it's it with the background too. That was. Uh, <laughs> This was that was a that was a YouTube only feature, so you got to tune into it. Yeah, so you've got to see it. But Commander Shepard's helmet and Seven, mm-hmm. one of my favorite franchises, one of my favorite character arcs. Oh, Love right. it. Oh, so I was glad to get that. Phones weren't in, so he doesn't know that his face disappeared. Right. <laughs> what? Todd, you, you oh, put you that have, on, and it, you have, since your face, you oh, completely covered it up. Oh. Yeah, you, you basically were just background. from the neck up. You're gone. <laughs> Like yeah, we see, saw the helmet for half a second, and then that was there it. There you go. I'm holding there it up next pull- to my body. There you can see it. He pulled, a, uh, there go. Go. He pulled yeah. a complete – it was a complete so weird. Houdini. Oh, no. oh, well. Did, oh, well. It, it is there. Just, <laughs> yes, yes. Todd really is gone. Cool. Yes, a little flim flam. Uh, so that is number two. And then number three, whatever you want to call it, um, Batman 89 and Superman 78. Both came out this Woo! year. Good stuff. I love the fact that we're getting an extension of those uh, cinematic universes that just ceased to exist. We got nothing from those after two Batman films and essentially four, you know, so-so Superman films. But this is awesome. And we're getting these cool creative uh, teams who can make the, the characters look very similar to the likenesses of the film and expand it because we're getting now we're getting Brainiac. We're getting other characters from the Batman mythos. We're getting uh, Billy D. Williams as Two-Face. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Way. It's it's great. I love that. They, uh, same thing they did with Wonder Woman 77 as well with Linda Carter oh, back in the day yeah, as well. So yeah, very yeah. cool. And Batman 66 with Adam West. Is this stuff mm-hmm. movie canon? Like, w- could we see some of this affect how Michael Keaton is returning to the Flash? Oh, that's a think? great that's a great it, question. It could be DC typically does like Elseworlds though, where they basically yeah. say this is happens and it's like what if for Marvel. It's, it's very it's, it's, yeah, it'd be it's cool if they did that, Mark. That's yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and then lastly, my uh, disappointment is the price of Transformers Masterpiece figures. These are the high end that Hasbro makes from Japan. Uh, unfortunately, majority of the time, they're over 150 bucks, and I love them. They're wonderful. They're articulation. They actually look like the, like the animated series, and they look just like the vehicles are supposed to be, but they're very expensive. So I've got a few, but I still want an Optimus. I still want some of the, the jets and just it's very expensive. Even the stuff that's from Japan that you can get a little bit cheaper. Um, it, it's it's hard to get stuff out of out of Asia right now. So I um, yeah. have to get the jets. Do you have to get Benny or? Absolutely. Oh, yes. He's, a, he's and, the pilot. And, and Elton and Bernie. Take me to the pilot. That's another Elton John song. Thank you, Mark. Todd, I hate to punctuate this, but people who complain about prices uh, don't really understand what being a collector is all about. Charlie, come or on. 150 bucks for a toy is a lot. You're then, coming from then, a place of privilege if you can afford them because they're 150 bucks for a toy is damn keep. expensive no matter what I, they are. So. I absolutely <laughs> agree, but you have to understand that that's things cost what they cost. That's all I, I'm saying. And all I'm saying is, so somebody make a knockoff and I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and what I'm saying is go to eBay right now and you will absolutely find it. Oh, I, I know. I know. I'm just saying I wish they were cheaper because I would buy more. So they're losing I, out on money yeah. because the prices are so high. 
I'm and sure they're the doing. I'm sure they're doing just fine. <laughs> it's one of those yeah. things, Todd. I can. This is a, another point we're going to agree on because when I collect something, I don't collect it because I'm planning on reselling it at some point. I feel like the no. whole like, oh well, that's the value of it is that it's the resale. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it right. out of the box. I'm gonna put it on the shelf because I want to look at it. I want to see it. So yeah. like, I get it. If I I'm mean, be paying a little bit more if it's like a really high end, you know, figurine or something like that. Sure, but also saying like, well, you just don't understand collecting because that's what the price is for. Like, no, I just like, I just want a cool figure that I can have. I'm not going yeah. to resell it. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Well, and, and, and I will touch a little bit about, I will kind of rail against Hasbro in mind, but my stuff is mostly collectibles as well. Um, I do the Marvel Legends figures. I also do the Star Wars Black series, though. They didn't really have one that blew me away this year. But uh, for the what, uh, numbers one and number two for me was for the What If, what if series. Uh, it really was just from the first segment. Uh, Steve Rogers as the Hydra Stomper, which was the World War II version uh, of the Iron Man figure, uh, Iron Man, was a giant, like, Probably ten inch figure, heavy. You know, I, no stand required for this bad boy. It was, it was, it was pretty for, uh, formidable. So that has a great space on my shelf. Uh, Captain Carter, you know, Peggy Carter is as Captain Britain, as it were. Uh, got two different versions. She got her classic version. She got her modern day version. Likeness of it was absolutely beautiful. I was really very impressed. Um, I will echo what Todd said about Superman 78. I love the storyline. Wasn't crazy about the art. I haven't yet read Batman 89, but I think I definitely need to. But uh, Superman 78 was one of the few I've backed out of collecting monthly comics, but Superman 78 uh, was one that I followed because uh, Christopher Reeves' portrayal of the Man of Steel will always be my favorite. So I was I was really glad uh, to see that continue. Uh, and then finally, uh, you know, my big disappointment for the year was kind of twofold. Uh, Hasbro in general, which again does Marvel Legends, which they do a great job of, but they do a piss poor job of producing the Star Wars figures, and none of the none of which was more evident by their super lackadaisical, super lazy rollout uh, or failed rollout of the Haslab crowdfunded project of doing the Rancor. Now, Todd, you and I covered this really lock and step all along the way. Uh, Hasbro started this project uh, when they launched. They launched it side by side with a, a crowdfunded Haslab project for GI Joe, which a- April and I actually bought, and we saw that it was funded, and we got a lot of the uh, the upper tiers that went with it. But when they rolled this project out, they they provided a, a gray plastic unfinished sample of the project uh, to try to entice people, so they they weren't even ready to go to market. When they launched it, uh, they couldn't afford a, uh, uh, an artist to make it colored. <laughs> exactly. And then when they announced their tiers, they had a, a cardboard backdrop. They had a couple of crappy set pieces that didn't make any sense. Uh, and then they finally, they, they announced their, their upper tiers, which were going to be some reissued figures. Uh, and this was just an absolute great example of Hasbro being 100% tone deaf of what collectors really wanted to see to foot the $350 bill to get this thing produced. It was not successful. The project was not funded and will now not happen um, because ultimately collectors were looking for something else. And they did, uh, you know, again, ultimately what consumers have to do when they see a project that doesn't fit the bill is to speak with their wallets and not pay the money. So Hasbro, you proved my point. But again, until you start double packing regular stormtroopers in every single wave that you ever produce so that I can get all those army builders I want, 
you're dead to me. I Make still Charlie I, I, happy. I will still spend my money, but I'll do it hatefully. It's hateful respect. Hateful <laughs> respect. Charlie, just a fun fact that, um, quite honestly, all the rancors they were producing were all the failed Cookie Monster uh, has last. Right. Basically, it was it, they just peeled off the flesh, yeah. and they that's what was underneath. It, it was a rancor. Right. That's, yeah. I can't believe they couldn't find a way to make it sell. It's it's unbelievable. I was no. I was this close to just listing three Funko Pop figures and just seeing if I could make some real toy collectors' heads pop off. Uh, so I'm glad that we like had a better discussion about. Like, oh some, my uh, god! Some, some good stuff. Oh, holy cow! Oh, well, well. That, that, that's it, friends. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so we made it through 2021, and we we're looking forward to 2022. We did a preview last week, and then we will get on to the cadence of normal shows in the future. Um, this was fun, guys. I hope everyone had a good time. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, everyone. Uh, <laughs> and I hope everyone is going to have an awesome 2022. So with that, we are done with the show. Mark and Katie, thank you for joining us. And before oh, we leave, tell people how they can find the both of you. Um. You can find me on Twitter under QT Geek. It is Q underscore T Geek. Um, and then I am on Instagram at Quintessential Geek. All right. You can find me everywhere Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch uh, uh, at the underscore Canardian. Excellent. Awesome. And it. And as for Todd and I, as always, uh, I you can find me on Twitter at thisc3. Spell it out. Uh, I am also the major domo of the USS Grand Petoskey, the Star Trek International Fan Club chapter here in West Michigan. Uh, find me on all the socials and on the web as such. And I also uh, try to keep up with populating stories to foster discussion over on our Secret Friends Unite Facebook page. Look for us there. And as always, follow me at Tioxtra on Twitter, uh, where you'll see the old man shaking his fist at the cloud and people around the world and the internet. Why can't you be more like me? Uh, <laughs> but with that, I'd also request those of you to rate us on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Rate us, because now you can rate us on Spotify, which is great movement to get cool. podcasts rated in other platforms other than iTunes. So please mm. do that. So once again, thanks for everyone joining us. Charlie, at that point, take us out. That's my line. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, I'm going to tell you, as always, that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. I almost said, when the force be with you, Rex, play us out. Like, I'm so used to doing that when Charlie finishes up. That's good enough. (laughs) All right. Well, stay thirsty, my friends. Misa love 2021. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.